people are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange, all right, yeah. I want to introduce the host of Strange Darkness Radio, Bobby Washington and Tony Carr. Hey, Tony, how's it going? It's going good, man. How are you doing today? Cool. I'm doing great, man. Um, hey, we have a special guest on today's show, uh, which is Mike. And uh, Mike was on our last um, show uh, titled uh, Journey to Hell. And uh, hey, Mike, we want to welcome you back to the show. Thank you. Good to be. Yeah, we wanted to follow up because, again, um, Tony wasn't on the show uh, last time. And, um, you know, I wanted him to come on and you, you know you just had like so much uh information there and we wanted to go ahead and uh, give that you know information to the public and just get more in depth um into your story so um where we uh last left off um you were basically you know talking about the situation like what is the price you know you're willing to pay to delve into um you know whether it's the dark arts or whether it's just uh, negativity in general to uh, go down a pipeline, um, you know, of, you know, despair that you're not even, you know, aware of until you're actually in it. Um, so what I, what I want to ask you um, in following up on that is uh, what price did you end up paying for, um, you know, being uh, delving into the dark arts? You know, that's a good question that's hard to answer because there was a, there was always a fine line between wanting to go too far. Yes. And there's a, there's always a fine line of wanting uh, more in the sense of greed. And I think I was, I was fortunate in the aspect of not paying any, any major uh, consequences you might say in life mm-hmm. uh, because I always understood there's a price to be paid. The question isn't whether there is. Yeah. The question is whether you pay it. And I would look forward into what could this cost me? Mm-hmm. What could the ultimate price be? So I, I always had uh, little things that was, um, it's hard to, it's hard to explain it, uh, like clauses into that. If it's, if it's meant to be that no loved ones would ever be hurt or anything like that, which people in the arts would, is going to stand up and say, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, the reality is that's not the way people are. Yeah. And it's, you get to a point where how far is too far? How far is 
um, not not too far. Mm-hmm. And I think the price that I started to delve into was probably my mind, okay. not not what I was doing, not yeah. seeing how far off the path of spiritually I really was, not grasping uh, the full reality of all the consequences. Mm-hmm. Now, where, you, you know, in like, when did you start this journey? You know, like what age were you at when you started uh, delving into that? I had to have been somewhere between the age of 12, 14 years of age. I had a, an early on interest because I had questions. I went to church with my grandparents my, or my grandmother I was raised in the church. I was raised, uh, you just don't do that. Yeah. And I, I had questions that was never answered. Mm-hmm. And the people of the church tell me, well, that's the works of the devil. That's Satan's work. You don't want to mess with it. Well, why? What's wrong with it? Tell me. Nobody had answers. So from an early age, the interest started to peak because I, I was like that little kid. Why? Mm-hmm. Yes, asking and I just started those questions, and yeah, and the more I read, the more I started to study. Then one day you go to, well, I wonder if this really works. So you start playing around, you start dabbling with it, and uh, a little bit becomes a lot of it. Yeah, and it just it escalates, and before you know it, your whole life is encompassed with it. That's mm-hmm. what you live. You eat, sleep, live, wake. You do everything for that, and you don't even realize. It. Yeah. So, and and also you were because I mean you're very knowledgeable about the Bible. Um, so you were were you using that as a let me show you why it's not true, or were you just still having questions to um you know to uh, challenge the, your faith or whatever to well maybe this is not the right path. Maybe, you know, so what reasons, what, why are you so in depth um, and knowledgeable about uh, the Bible at those particular times? I went from just wanting answers to starting to twist things where, well, if the Bible says it's no, why not? Yeah. I started to actually question some of the aspects of scripture. And then, and the more I read, the more I studied, the more, in depth, uh, I started blending things together and I started taking uh, parts of Hinduism and I started blending that with parts of uh, the black arts and I started blending that with parts of uh, uh, just, it's just, just everything. I mean, I mean, I could, I could sit here forever and talk about the different aspects, yeah. but so, so you I were just looking... started blending things together. Yeah, you were looking deep into um, the research of religion, be it, you know, good, bad, evil, indifferent, um, you know, Catholicism, um, Hinduism, Buddhism. You were just looking for questions. Yeah, and uh, and it's like with Buddhism, the enlightened one. I mean, that's great, but I didn't see it. Yeah. And then I would look at Hindu, and Hindu Hinduism made sense. Yeah. Mm. Hindu, all the sensible folks to me, and but yet so did the Bible, so did Christianity. Mm-hmm. And 
but yet one works under grace and one works under law. Yeah. What do we, there, there is no compromise. It's either one way or the other. And then I would look at things in Judaism and uh, all you had to do was read the old Testament and that made sense. And then I would, I mean, I would look at things with a numerology and that would make sense. And everything made sense at a certain point. And the more things made sense, the more I started condensing the best of everything into one. Mm-hmm. And that one became what my practice was, my life. Yeah. And it was uh, very consuming. Mm-hmm. Now, in the first interview, you were saying you had, but you basically died three times. Was it consecutive or was it at different times? Uh, well, I flatlined in the hospital. It was at different times. Okay. There was uh, the initial time that I uh, was taken into the emergency room sometime during their, during the stay with them. And then after they had put me up into the uh, intensive care unit, uh, they had do, they had to do a, uh, I can't remember what they call it, but it's where they, uh, like a uh, mucus uh, clot or something in mm-hmm. the lung. They, they, had to, they were to remove that. And whatever it was they did, my body didn't react to it very well. And I stopped breathing right there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I have, a, I have a question too, as well. Uh, what made, what, what flatlined you in the first place? Like what made, uh, what happened with that? Respiratory failure. Okay. 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 Uh, so when you, when you went to hell, when did you realize you was in hell? You just knew it. From the very you just you were just there. You just knew it. Okay. Okay. So on the other, and that was the third time, correct? That happened on the third time opposed to the first or second. Well, I I flatlined twice. Okay. And I I can't tell you if it was the first time, the second time, or when I was taken in, I just uh, kind of departed into that side, medically alive, spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back and forth. I couldn't give you a time for that. I can just tell you that I saw the face of it, and the face of hell that I saw was fit for no human. Yeah, and then I wouldn't wish that on on my worst enemy. Wow. Okay. Um, when you was out, when you was down there, uh, do you recall what you saw? Like people burning, or you know, demons or demonic presence and stuff like that. You could feel, like I said, this was from what I, I seen or from what I gathered, it was just the face of it. The, the like the, you might say, you were in the entrance of it. Mm-hmm. It was um, a dark, very dark sense. You knew there was no return. Uh, you were constantly battling to want to get out. I seen. People from all age, all walks of life, all sizes from anorexic all the way up to obese. I've seen any any person who had the comprehension that could accept Christ was in there that denied him. What I did not see was young children that was 
uh, suffering. I did not see those who were uh, disa- uh, mentally disabled. Oh, wow. That was suffering, unless it was self-afflicted, like uh, they did something to themselves or uh, they're out there riding 100 miles an hour plus on a motorcycle, getting a bad wreck and, you know, self-inflicted acts. Yeah. Uh, so I never, uh, I never seen any person that was disabled there that didn't understand why or why they were there or what it was. Yeah. Off of there. Every person full comprehension. Off the way they lived their life or how they, whether or not they even committed suicide or just whatever particular reason, you know, they weren't, you know, strong in the faith or they weren't believers. So it was people who can actually comprehend, not children, disabled people, um, you know, that type of uh, situation. That's interesting. Yep. How, how long did the experience uh, feel like it lasted to you? Did you feel like it was it to where it was just, that you know, that was it? Like, I'm here. I'm not getting out. This is it. You don't have a sense of time recollection. Uh, per se, to put it in hours or days, uh, you have a sense of it never. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk of eternity and say, "Well, it's without end. It's never ending, forever and shall be." I mean, you can put it in words that could try to describe, but you can't even grasp what eternity is until you've got a sense of it, a taste of it. Yeah. Was you uh, able to hear screaming down in hell? I didn't hear the screaming like some people uh, might describe. Yeah. But you could just sense the people that was around you. You could just sense uh, the discomfort. You could sense mm-hmm. uh, in, on some agony. You could sense the fighting, the fear. Uh you could sense the um, uh, just the horror yeah, uh, yeah. of what it was. Okay. And yeah, did you have your senses uh, about what, you as far as like you know smell? Obviously, you had sight. You know, could so were there any other yeah. senses that you had or can recall? I don't recall uh, the sense of smell. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. but I had the sense of uh, obviously sight, and I had uh, the sense of mobility at that time, and I had uh, uh, you could say the sense of uh, your mind, the comprehension, to understand what was what was there, what was going on, and it just it was just pure pure horror. Yeah, and, but and I ago, I was taking the now, go ahead and finish your thought uh, real quick. Uh, well, that happened in January of uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but you, you could just sense the horror of what was there. Uh, I remember there was a building, and that building, uh, for the lack of better words, it looked like it was destroyed uh, by war, like bombs had bombed it out. And you could... Uh, see a huge pile of uh, dead babies just piled up and all you could see was the innocence was being destroyed the innocence of uh, of life was being taken 
And looking as hindsight, I could see where society is destroying the innocence. They're killing the innocence of our children. Yeah. They're not raising them right. They're not teaching them values and morals. Uh, God and belief is taken out of the family home. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's 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 pretty that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, experience. Did you at this time were you you know um, following the Bible and its teachings at that particular time, or were you still questioning and or um, tapping into um, you know satan- satanic um, rituals or belief? I wasn't. Uh doing any works or or anything of that nature. I wasn't dealing with the arts or the craft. Mm. The only reason why I I'm ask sure, is... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not sure if I, I could say I was really living by the scripture. Yeah. Or studying like I should. I can't say, honestly, I'm doing that now. And I don't think anybody can really say they are. Oh, for sure. But there's always improvements and to do better. Exactly. Exactly. And the only reason why I asked that question is um, because when you went there, based upon, you know, dealing with, um, you know, the satanic side of things, you know, you know, throughout your life, did you ever think to call on a demon or the devil himself to say like, okay, I've been doing your works. Like, why am I here? Like, like, and if I'm here, why am I in this state opposed to whatever state if um, a person that believes in that would think they would go, because you know, if you ask someone who believes in the Bible, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to heaven. This is this uh, unbelievable place, um, and you know, I'm gonna be you know next to God and all these other things that are spectacular." But a person who believes in the opposite, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you think that kingdom as is the same thing, or is it there where you're actually torturing people? You you know you're the manager of this particular area opposed to you know the actual pe- you know person you know being stripped of his flesh and so on and so forth. So what were your thoughts about that? If you had any? Yeah, when you're when you're out there in that, I don't know what to call it a dimension, the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even think, you don't even consider, mm-hmm. or at least I did. That yeah. thought never even crossed my mind. Why am I here? You know why you're there. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very um, interesting. So you said you you did um or did you ever do uh witchcraft? Yes. Okay. Uh when when you was doing it, like you know, doing the witchcraft and rituals and stuff like that, did you ever sense like you know, like an evil type of presence or like a demonic presence that was with you when you did it? Or when you wasn't doing it? There have been times. And how how was that feeling? Was it like, did you just feel like there was, you know, like somebody, they just a, what, what was your feeling towards it? Yeah, was it like a heaviness? Did you, yeah. you know, did you like, you know, did it amp you up to say, okay, I, there is something here, you know? Well, the sense would be, it could be, I, a lot of people describe temperature change mm. where it gets colder. I've noticed that. Uh, there's times you can just sense something dark around you, like another person or another entity. Uh, you could tell there was something else that was there. 
Then there was uh, times that I can't say uh, I really smelled much. Okay. But you uh, could, also, but you could, go ahead, finish. You could sense, you just knew something was there. Okay. When did you, when, okay, so during all that, did you ever have like a lot of paranormal activities, uh, things going around, going around? Like things moving, you see uh, a figure on the side of your eye. Uh, you might notice something like out of the corner of your eye, like a yeah. movement or something. Uh, but it's, uh, you always question it. Hmm, because um, did you ever feel that you had, you know, any attachments yeah. after delving into, you know, and calling on? Like, did you ever call, you know how they say, okay, you're dealing with uh, demonic spirits, whether you're using a Ouija board or however you're trying to communicate, don't speak the name. Because if you speak the name, there's a possible chance, one, you bring it to fruition, and two, um, it will attach itself to you, and then you it's something that you have to get rid of. Or I mean, if you want to get rid of it, opposed to, you know, the latter. I've never felt anything physically attached to me. Mm, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people that I've encountered, um, when they delve into it, they feel they have an attachment. Like so, so you know, and and they're attached. You know, and some people equate it to like nothing good happens to me. Like everything around me, you know, there's some some uh, when something's going great, there's the 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 other side to where it just goes extremely bad. You know, and uh, their luck just never changes. And some people feel that, you know, that's an attachment that's happened, whether they were messing with the Ouija board, whether they were living in a, a house that was haunted or, um, you know, something like that. Have you ever, in, you know, because again, I, you know, talk on the show about me uh, seeing in, um, a being or, you know, an, in something laying in uh, my parents' bed that, you know, it actually, you know, just dissipated and went down the, the blankets were disheveled and everything else. And again, at the time I was like nine years old, but you've never had any type of experience that you could not explain. Uh, I remember looking, looking out a big slider, uh, glass door and being able to look over into the neighbor's yard. It was late at night. And I remember the neighbor's yard back there. They had a, they had a swimming pool. And there was, uh, they had like, you know, like big lawn chairs out, beach type uh, chairs to lay back on in their, in the backyard. And I looked out over the fence one day as a child and uh, it looked like two demons was looking right at you, like laying back on a, on a lawn chair. And I remember then it scared, uh, scared the life out of me at the, at the time. Yeah. But it didn't scare me enough. It was always, what is it? It was always something that. That drew you back. Yeah, exactly. See it again. You always want to go back to it, no matter what you felt. And the more you go back, the more comfortable you become with it. And I can remember the next morning looking out there, and it looked like they were sitting back on this lawn chair looking right at you. And it was nothing there. There was nothing. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. What is, your, what is your opinion or thoughts on, like, paranormal? Or, you know, ghost and 
Yeah. I believe they're there. I kind of have mixed feelings or mixed thoughts on a lot of things, but I definitely believe they exist and they're there. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a good time to go ahead and take a little small break and uh, we'll be right back. Make sure you check us out on Podbean, our hosting site. You can find us also on iTunes and Spotify. Okay, Mike. So, um, being that you were um, delving in uh, witchcraft, was it um, was it always dark to where it was dark witches or blood covenant, or was it? Did you ever deal with the whole white witch scenario to where it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, really doing evil. I'm just trying to, you know, use this to my advantage, you know, type type thing. Well, in the beginning, it started out as. Uh, as some would call it white or some would call it uh, good works or, or good witchcraft. And I started studying in the beginning, I started studying uh, Wicca, which was a very earth-based uh, belief. It's a, as far as a format of beliefs, it's actually a very beautiful and calming in what it is, but it's still, you're still worshiping a lie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause um, you hear about Wiccans a lot. On, yeah, it escalated. It just escalated. You know, I say you're still worshiping a lie because I have, based on my beliefs. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You you have to make a choice. Yeah. So so now it's like. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say it's like the teachings of Christ. No one can serve two masters, or you will love one and hate the other. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a. That's a powerful statement um in um be you know being that this occurred and happened to you and uh did it now obviously from the way you're talking it really reinforced uh your belief in uh you know the bible jesus god um it was now it's like you you're locked in correct there is absolutely nothing worth on this planet dying for. Yeah. Nothing. For sure. If you don't put Christ as first in your life, then uh, there's nothing that there's nothing that can, you can do differently. Mm-hmm. Because as the teach Christ state, no one can come to the Father except through I. Wow. And there is uh, the teachings of uh, the New Testament is just uh, pretty, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, clear in it, and uh, I try to tell people, God doesn't send you to hell. Yeah, He merely uh, honors or respects uh, your wishes. Oh, that's powerful. 
That's a powerful statement because some people be like, yo, I've been living life, you know, perfectly. I, I haven't done this and haven't done that. But, you know, are you living it to where you're, you know, living it by the Bible? So, yeah. And people also have the misconception, well, good work, I do good for people. Well, yes. it doesn't matter what good you do for people if you're still a dark person. Yeah. Oh, no, even, definitely. Even who, uh, uh, who would um, uh, study Satanism. Now, there is a difference between Satanism and devil worship. There's a big difference. Mm. Satanism is, is power and earthbound. Devil worship is, um, well, it's illegal in every aspect and uh, immoral and deals of blood and killing. And I don't know anything about people going into that. Yeah, because so do you feel that that's why, you know, when people always talk about those evil things, uh, those those demons that come, those attachments that you weren't dealing with the devil side of things, you were more, you know, dealing with a different aspect of it. You're still dealing with it. You're just dealing with it from a different angle. Mm, okay. That's, that's like uh, if you know your mom tells you not to have a cookie before dinner, and you so instead of asking your mom, you go ask your dad because your dad's going to look at his watch, and so you go ahead. Dinner's in an hour and a half. You're still doing wrong, but you're just getting what you want from a different angle. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, since um, this whole experience. Now, when it comes into uh, ghosts that, you know, people believe in and people say they see and hear and uh, have different encounters with, do you believe that that's, you know, that that ghosts and people actually walk the earth or you believe those are demons that walk the earth? That's my mixed feelings. I can't, you can't believe both of them. Uh, is is every way, but I there's a part of me that wants to say I believe the there's ghosts that'll come to you or spirits that'll come to you for good meaning because you see things sometimes like I put my grandfather to rest and he came back at a later date shortly after his uh, funeral services reached out to shake hands as soon as our fingers touched. He disappeared. Well, for my grandfather, he, him shaking your hand, it's accepted. It's a deal. Oh, wow. He agrees to it. That's an old old way of doing it. Uh, a man's only is as good as his word. Mm -hmm. You're only as good as your handshake. That's where that kind of comes from. So, and I understood my grandfather because he raised me. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, what does it teach us? What does the scripture teach that after you die, that That's, you're yeah. going to be held, you're going to be held to judgment. Exactly, and you don't come back, and you're not supposed to, um, you know, um, you know, talk to spirits or encounter them. Unless, obviously, if it's God, the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Ghost, and all that stuff. But as far as man or believing that, you're not supposed to delve into those circles. Um, so yeah, so that that is interesting. So you did have a experience with. Uh, someone who passed away and came back to say, you know, their parting words for whatever that reason, something that you probably needed to hear at the time or, you know, something that person needed to move on. So that's interesting. Yeah, 
sure. And I do want to I do want to make it clear that I did not do any workings to draw my grandfather. Mm-hmm. That he came to me in a dream. I was asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was very clear and very vivid into what I saw. When, and when uh, I woke up, there was no, there was, there was nothing that I was scared. Of. I knew, I knew who he was and it was comforting. Yeah. Mm, go, go ahead, Tony. I was going to ask, uh, when you was doing, uh, witchcraft, did you do any animal sacrificing? No. Okay. Yeah, no, you know, do, people who do that, that's getting into devil worship. We never okay. dealt with devil worship. Okay, so that's a little different then. So um, let me ask you this. Yeah, um, go ahead, uh, Mike. I was just going to say no, that's just a whole different aspect mm-hmm. of of that stuff. And that was nothing, nothing any, anybody, myself included, ever got involved in. Yeah. Um. So you were doing it for... Um, for spells, like were you were you casting, trying to cast spells on individuals, or you know whether it was for luck, money, um, you know, uh, uh, to get a particular job or to uh, change someone's mind about a situation or circumstance? Was that your purpose? Some was money to draw money to me. Some was uh, uh, to gain a better job. Some was to get. Uh, people to leave you alone because uh, like a supervisor that he's just overbearing. He singled you out. Mm-hmm. He ain't got nothing to do with you, but he just wants to point fingers at you. Do work to, uh, to make him just leave you alone. Yeah. Do you feel any of that worked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, um... Almost definitely. My girlfriend, her uncle, does uh, witchcraft, but he does it to kind of like, I don't know if he does spells or whatever, but it's more to keep whoever he's with in the relationship with them, you know, and not want to leave. Uh, so he's the, he's one of those type of, type of guys when it comes to using it for a purpose of his own. Mm-hmm. So he likes to control people. Yeah, I would say no. Yeah, I would say control. You know, to to the point that it's like you're not going to leave me. So um, I'm practicing. You know, this this uh, witchcraft to keep you with me. Is the person still with him? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah. So he had, yeah, he had a he had an individual he was with uh, years ago, and it took her a long time to to leave him. But she, so she has memory. But then she doesn't have memory. It's kind of like foggy in a way. Like she seems like she says like it feels like I was a zombie throughout those times. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's have you ever done that, uh, Mike? By any chance? No. Mm. Yeah, people like that because now you're taking a person's free choice away. Exactly. That is very true. So let me ask you: um, in having this experience and in coming, you know, back. Um, do you believe that the end times are near, you know, um, that these are the last days, you know, that are, that are upon us? I do. Mm. I believe we're, 
I believe we're uh, approaching the end times. Yeah, because uh, of the way you described the whole baby situation and the feeling that you got, like this is a prelude to what's to come, you know, with the, you know, buildings, you know, because obviously you're like, you know, you know, if you think of hell, you're going to think of lava pits and bodies and so on and so forth. You're not going to think of actual buildings, you know, that are, you know, basically, do you think also think that you saw hell on earth? Like it wasn't even that you went to hell, you just saw like you were like this, you know, turned into hell, basically. Uh, it's possible. It's a good, it's a good, a uh, good question. Yeah, because um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people um, see you know different things, but um, you know, when they have these near death experiences, and um, I've always heard, you know that they, you know, you hear about the lava pits and just different things in different scenarios, but um, none, none of them really describe seeing, you know, buildings and, um, you know, having the thought like, you know, the humanity itself is, you know, collapsing and, um, you know, falling apart and, uh, you know, to come back and tell people like, hey, you know, you might want to start living right. You might want to start, you know, believing, you know, in the Bible is pretty much, you know, oh, this is what I saw. This is how I felt. Um, and this is where I was. And I was pulled out when I woke up or, you know, but, but also on the other side of things, you do hear about the stories. Uh, oh, I talked to um, Jesus and I, you know, talked to an angel and, you know, they brought me back. There was this one story on this guy that he went to heaven and he, he loved it so much. He didn't want to go. And they were telling his, his parents uh, were around him, telling him it's not your time. You need to go back. And so there was this door and he kept, um, they're like, okay, go through this door. And then they would walk away and he would go around the door, back of the door, just so he can go back and sit at the feet of uh, Jesus. And Jesus, you know, kept telling him, you know, you're not supposed to be here. You need to go. And then, um, and so that happened like three or four times. And in the hospital, they were bringing him back. And, you know, they were using the paddles. And every time they thought they got him, he would slip back. And um, and that was him saying that every time he was trying to be pushed out, he was actually, he didn't want to leave. You know, because you get that sense of the place that you want to be and uh, you long, you know, to be there. And it's not like, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, when that happens, you can be like, okay, how am I going to make it happen to where I can get back? Well, obviously, you know, you do something crazy, you can cast you into hell. So, so yeah, so he he tells his story also or whatever. So that's an interesting story. But, um, but yeah, so again, Mike is on the show uh, with us uh, tonight and uh, we're hearing his story and all that good stuff. But yeah. also, I we have a, a a call, and I want to go ahead and get to that, and then you know we'll discuss it after uh, we hear this call. So let's go ahead and uh, get into it. Caller, tell us your story. Thank you. 
when my daughter was three, she came in my room in the middle of the night, woke me up and said, Mommy, can you please get the little girl out of my room? And I'm a, have, I'm a, sleeping. I'm like, what little girl? She's like, the little girl, she's jumping on my bed. She wants to play with me. She won't get out of my room. I'm like, oh, just sleep with me. So she slept with me. The next day, I didn't think anything of it. Then she comes to me and says, I'm so sick of daddy moving my toys around in my dollhouse. He comes in my room and plays with my dollhouse and moves them all around. I'm like, I highly doubt your father's doing that. He probably banged into it by accident, making your bed or something. Um, this went on for pretty much every morning. Somebody's rearranging my dollhouse. Didn't think anything of it at all. The only reason I thought of it was because one night me and my husband come in from outside and our oldest daughter comes and says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, mom, dad, the freakiest thing just happened. And we're like, what? And she's like, I came downstairs and Jen was in the kitchen. And then I see her walk by. So I walk to follow her in her room to see if she's okay. And I see her in her bed sleeping, but she was just walking. So I wanted to make sure that she wasn't tricking me. So, you know, I tried to wake her up, but she was sleeping. She wasn't joking. I think I saw a ghost. And I'm like, oh crap. Oh crap, Jennifer said there was a little girl in her room. I wonder, you know. So the next day I say to Jennifer, Jennifer, what does the little girl look like? And she said, she has long blonde hair, blue eyes, and she's white. She looks like me. Okay, because my daughter had long blonde hair, blue eyes. And I said, is she your age? And she said, no, she's younger than me. She's probably two or three. Now my daughter was four, maybe four and a half. Um, so I'm like, holy crap. So, you know, I'm on the phone with my mom and my sisters and I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, what the hell do I do? You know, and my sister reminds me, I trash picked that damn dollhouse, like right when this whole thing started going. But you don't notice little things, right? I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I brought a spirit into my house by trash picking this like oh, like handmade built dollhouse I thought was beautiful. Like, oh, so any, and that's the dollhouse the furniture was being arranged in. Her furniture, it didn't come with furniture. I just trash picked the dollhouse. Anyway, long story short, we ended up burning the dollhouse in the fire pit to try to get rid of the spirit. And then maybe six months later, my daughter comes to me and says, oh my gosh, mom, we burned that little girl's dollhouse. And then she burned our house down because we were living in a hotel because our whole entire house burned down. Have you ever witnessed something you couldn't explain or felt you couldn't tell anyone about? Now is the time to tell your story. On Strange Darkness Radio Hotline, 916-741-3032. Whoa, man, that's what that was wild. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a spooky story. Oh, yeah. No, it, it definitely is. I mean, you know... Is it a set of uh, circumstances that just happened the way it did? Or was it, you know, a, a child that was really attached to this particular dollhouse and uh, she got pissed that, okay, you burned my house, I'm going to burn down yours. You know, what do you think about that yeah. story, Mike? I would turn around on that and say, you could say there's a lot of coincidence. Yeah. Uh, in that, but I think it, 
sometimes coincidence needs to be looked at as to how and why yeah, exactly. it turned that way. Yep. I would say my personal feeling about what I heard mm-hmm. is that that child spirit was in that dollhouse. That child died. And that child probably died uh, either a violent or a horrific uh, type of death. Mm-hmm. Because even a, a child uh, is going to be mischievous. Not, not that, not that uh, evil. Yeah, you might say exactly. So I would say yeah. that child probably had a horrific death by some means, and attached itself to that dollhouse, and that's where the dollhouse was put out. This this mother, she found it, brought it in, and then that spirit that was attached to it wanted to live a child. And never left. Yeah. And that's where I say I kind of become mixed on my feelings about some of this. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would probably answer it. Yeah. But on the other hand, scripturally, I have to also say that the Lord would have taken the child's spirit of innocence and that would have been it. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but I, have, I got mixed feelings on that. I just... Yeah, yeah. Then from the skeptic side, you know, I got to, you know, sometime time in for the skeptics because I know they're screaming out there as they listen to this is that the daughter was, you know, having different uh, going through different things at the time could possibly been pissed that her mom burnt her dollhouse down and burned the house down and blamed it on the child that she had an imaginary friend. So, you know. But yeah, it doesn't explain the daughter seeing the um, the uh, kid walk in because walk into a room because and that's that whole thing. The um, reason why I you know do the show and wanted to um, to talk about certain things because who's to say that in another dimension or um, if you believe in that or multiverse and so on and so forth or things being overlaid that it was just one time that the kid was walking through the room, somehow bled into our reality of that occurring, you know? So, so again, there's just so much uh, to everything. And uh, it's just something that I like to uh, talk about and dive into because it's just, there is so much going on in the world right now. And again, I know a lot of it's social media, as far as hearing the news, it could have always been going on, but now we can, you know, instantaneously put out news or, uh, stories and uh, different things, whatever that we couldn't do, you know, no less than even uh, twenty to thirty years ago, and let alone fifty to sixty years ago. So, um, you know, it took a long time for news to travel, you know, and uh, you know, as we go back in uh, in time. So, um, so you know, we're not sure if uh, it's just people are speaking on things now and posting things and seeing things, but when you hear about you know, the mom who kills her kid because she was, you know, hearing demonic um, things telling her, you know, to do, you know, that her actually, you know, that her kid was demonic and to kill it. And, uh, you know, then involving her son, you know, one uh, situation where she involved her son into helping her kill her daughter. You know, those things are happening more and more, you know, um, to where they're claiming, you know, it was a demon that made me do it or the child was possessed or the person was possessed, you know? Um, so it, it's very intriguing 
to go down these uh, avenues, whatever, just to see where we're at. But like you said, you know, could it be that end times are near and uh, the devil is, uh, you know, coming to get his due? You know? Any thoughts? Very possible. Yeah. Very possible. So, um, so go ahead, Mike. Double into the world. uh, The risk that you're going to take is is losing your mind. Yeah. Yep. And 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 it's so hard to even say, you know, who's uh, crazy and not these days. You know what I mean? Because that word is, uh, you know, if a spirit is talking to you. And you're feeling like, wow, I must be just something wrong. I need to go to the doctors. I need to be on something because I'm hearing this particular voice or whatever else. And it could be, you know, a person's being haunted, literally, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're, you know, and they're taking these pills and uh, it's even making the situation worse to where it, it just um, ends up taking over. And, you know, they commit suicide and everything else because this demon or this particular entity, you know, took control because um, those pills allowed um, for that control to happen, you know, basically like kind of like losing your soul in, in a sense. Um, so it's all very intriguing because I've always said when you see people, you know, on the corners, you know, talking about Jesus and holding up, you know, signs, you know, about uh, scriptures and different things, who's to say that those people aren't hearing the word of God? And God is telling them to tell us, but then everybody just labeled, labels them as crazy. So it's very interesting because in this high society of electronics and, uh, you know, fast movers um, and uh, information the way it does, and you just want to label everybody, you know, a homeless person or this person's crazy or, you know, this, that, and the other. I've never seen a person on the corner saying, come to the devil, saying, I'm demonic. Here is uh, whatever demonic uh, uh, language that I, you know, found in these particular books, or whatever, and they're holding up a sign. I've never seen that. So, um, so it's well, interesting. The devil's not going to uh, change your path if you're uh, on a, a false path. Yeah, you could preach the Bible and uh, and be a false prophet, and you're still following in the ways of. Of darkness. No, for sure. Uh, the Bible does warn us not just, not just of the end times, uh, but of false prophets too. And oh no, because for sure. a person can, can preach, you know, love and peace doesn't really mean the person is preaching the truth either. Yes. But well, he... we've been told that after righteousness is now and the path to destruction is broad and wide. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the here's the caveat to that. The person on the street that's doing that, they're not actually affecting meaning um you're not joining their, you know, whatever and uh let's say it's just some homeless person holding up a sign or preaching the word of God. They're not holding court as far as uh you're going to their church, getting you to buy into whatever. They're just you just hear it in passing and be like, "Oh, I needed that word. I needed to hear John 3:16. I needed to um you know, know that people still believe and it changed my, you know, it changed my mood or it, it made me think and it made me, um, you know, um, change something I was going to do, whether I was going to go home and beat my wife, whether I was going to go shoot up something or whatever, whatever. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the false prophet that actually 
um, holds a holds church and holds service over people to where they can actually, you know, influence them on a regular basis, and then you know, use you know all the the the, the darkness um, to uh, to to lead these people down different paths and and to their own um, you know dealings as far as whether it's gaining money. Um, sex, um, you know, just all that stuff. I'm just talking about the general person that's out there that you see from time to time that's, um, say, you know, preaching whatever word, you know, in that sense. But uh, because we, the Antichrist, you know, they say is coming and will, you know, uh, do a lot or whatever. And, you know, just like the whole Jim Jones, you know, scenario that had effect over all those people to where they actually lost, you know, their lives, you know, yeah. following him. We also, also don't forget that the vast majority of people don't go to church. So who is the vast majority of people going to listen to? It's not the person in the church, the building, yeah. but it's going to be the people that's outside of it. Yeah. That's so be wary, be wary of uh, their teachings, match it to scripture, and yeah. make sure that the, the word that you're reading uh, hasn't been twisted too. Mm. Mm, that's a good one, Tony. You were saying that's where you study. Yeah, uh, I was saying because you know how um, in the Bible, I think it's Revelation. I don't call me on it. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know which chapter. But it is, you know. Do you do you think that we're gonna go through? Um, oh shit! You think we're gonna go through the chip? The chip on our hands, or or uh, we can't buy, sell anything. Oh, about this technology, you know, mark the, of the beast. Uh, You're talking about the mark of the beast. The of the beast. Mm -hmm. They're all working on that. They're already working on a cashless uh, society. They're already working on being able to just wave your hand in front of a, a computer or vending machines, and you can automatically make a purchase. They've already done that. Well, yeah, you know, we're, already used to it. we're already getting used to it with our phones. You know, you get to, you get to pay with your phone. You get uh pay with your watch. Uh, tap your card. You know, this already starting to to go mm -hmm. that route. And the, the dollar is already losing uh, the value. So it's really not going to be any cost of just cash uh, anymore. Yeah, we're already in that direction. I don't. Yeah. Uh, we're not there completely yet, but we are definitely leading in that direction. I don't know if we will actually see that in our lifetime, but I believe our children's lifetime well they, uh, will be. We're kind of in the next thirty or forty. I think it's going to be a little bit sooner than that, only because Elon Musk is developing a device that would be embedded in a person's brain that would record brain activity allow them to um, utilize uh, money and assets or whatever um, transactions and all that great stuff. So it, it's, and it's, that's uh, being uh, tested as we speak. Well, also too, um, there was a company, I think in London or in Europe somewhere like, a, like five years ago, uh, they all got chipped on their hands and then, you know, you can pay for your, your food there, uh, machine you can turn your computer on open your your desk um there's actually a company that's like that in seattle i believe um they're they're all chipped so they can you know log into their computer buy 
stuff from vending machines and shit like that. Um, actually, I came across this lady on TikTok. She has a chip in her hand. And in her house, there's no locks or anything on the doors. You could just put your hand there and, and it locks the door. Or if you put your hand, uh, wave your hand and it unlocks the, the fridge. Like the whole house is, is bugged with all these things. Like, so they can, you know, get places. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I think you could, she said it was bugged. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like they just put their hands and, you know, their drawer that they locked is open. You know, it's it was crazy to see. Yeah. So, um, Mike, uh, in closing, uh, what would you want people to know? And, um, you know, just to help someone who's, you know, went down a, a path of uh, being in a covenant and uh, looking for, you know, something different or to get out, basically. But can you give them any uh, words of uh, how to make that happen? Well, first of all, you got to make that choice. Yeah. And to get out, uh, you can... I've never known any group or any persons or people that would refuse to let you out if you wanted out. We never held anybody back. You want out, we wish you the best. I've heard other stories, but I don't know how much truth there is uh, in it. Uh, don't buy into the chip. Don't buy into this brain implants. Don't uh, Just don't do it. You're gonna. Uh, it's gonna have to be self, self-supportive in a, in a world. We're gonna have to start looking for other means. Start growing. Start stocking. Start canning. Uh, start. Start doing. Living a lot differently. Yeah, exactly. Start. Start raising. You know, raising your kids. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Start raising your kids and taking responsibility uh, for actions and stop blaming everybody else. Yeah, for sure. But you can't go along with it. And one person does, oh, well, Johnny over here did, so why can't Tim do it? So Timmy gets pushed into it. Next thing, well, they ain't got no problems doing it. You're Now you're the oddball. Uh, I see that mind over matter game in today's uh, politics, in today's uh, workforce. Mm-hmm. And all these big outfits and big companies and corporations, it's all about the almighty dollar. That is and whatever true. works to make them money and whatever is going to pay them. You think uh, chip companies are going to uh, not going to want, uh, say, I'm not going to na- name any companies, but say uh, a big hundred million uh, dollar corporation not going to want their money? No. So, of course, they're going to come in with this technology. They're going to come in and make it dirt cheap, even if they got to sell it for cost or under cost because they're going to have maintenance fees on all this stuff. They're going to make their money back one way. They're going to make it the other. And then as time goes on, now that you set up, you're going to have to pay for everything. It's all about money. Yep. That... Look at our health system. Look how it got destroyed. Exactly. How do you go back to it? Every time you try to go back, they fight you. They balk you. That is very true. Well, Mike, thanks for being on strange darkness radio. Thanks for telling your yeah, story. Uh, for a second time and going in more depth and detail about it, um, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Amen. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, because uh, you definitely have the gift of gab and the information and knowledge, um, you know, to back it up. And, um, you know, I- I'm glad you're 
still here and with uh, many more years to come and that you're, you know, a soldier for Christ and everything else. And, um, you know, just thanks for being on the show. Thank you. All righty. We're out. Tony. See y'all next week. I am Buzz Aldrin, and I was the lunar module pilot on Apollo 11. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. The truth is that we've never proved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are a, a mostly a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there. People still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. There are, uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. Uh, they, they did not have, um, an easily explainable pattern. When it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you. 